The Dodgers are dogs, certainly, as they come home down 0-2 to the Red Sox. And for more on that, we're joined by... This guy's so big time, he's working for both companies, ESPN and Fox Sports, is Alex Rodriguez with us here on the Sedano Show on ESPN LA. Alex, what's up, man? What's up, George? How you doing, my friend? I'm good, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time. Appreciate it. Um, so let's start here. Uh, these two managers, look, you know this as well as anybody. When October rolls around, everyone's focusing on the managers. Um, what would you say is the biggest difference between the two guys, the way the two guys are handling their teams right now? Well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of both Doc Roberts and Alex Cora. I know them both very well. Uh, I think they're in different systems. Look, I think while they both lean heavily on, on sabermetrics and all type of data, I think Dave Dombrowski, being an old-school guy, gives full autonomy to Alex Cora. So, in other words, he doesn't have handcuffs. He can go out and literally be like a poker player and trust his eyes and have full freedom to make any move he wants. Uh, I think that's a huge competitive advantage and has been the difference so far in this series. I think Dave Roberts is under, uh, he has very tight handcuffs. I think he can't really look up and watch the game. I don't think he can look up and watch the domination of uh, Jose Baez and, and go to Alex Wood. Look, I, I said it in the post, pre and post game, scripted baseball does not work in October. And why is that, Alex? What do you think the biggest issue is there um, after the success that they had in the regular season? What's the biggest difference? The biggest difference is, is if, we're, if we're watching, if you and I are, are, are having breakfast and we're scripting out, okay, you know, Ryan's going to pitch five innings, then uh, George is going to come in in the second, and then Pepe's going to come in and close. But all of a sudden, Ryan is pitching a no-hitter in the sixth. Why am I going to take Ryan out, even though we scripted it at 10 o'clock in the morning? I have to be able, like Magic Johnson, look at the entire floor and say, hey, I'm going to make a fluid decision. Ryan, you continue. You will stop until you tell me that you can't go anymore. <clears throat> and, and if I have to sit Sedano and I save him for tomorrow, that so be it. You know, the fact that you have a guy like, you know, postseason is all about energy and momentum and confidence. The most valuable player thus far Three of these two games have been has been Cody Bellinger. This guy's like the modern day Daryl Strawberry, but even with more versatility. And it, it to me is a crime that this young man <laughs> is on the bench. He's such a great player. He plays both sides of the ball, and he's playing at an all time high. Now you've neutered him. You put him in a freezer for two games, and if he's a shell of what he was, you know, against Milwaukee Brewers, that's the Dodgers' fault. That's not uh, you know his fault. Alex Rodriguez with us here on ESPN LA. We're talking Dodgers uh, and Red Sox. Of course, Game 3 right here tomorrow on ESPN Los Angeles. Uh, coverage begins at 4 o'clock. So, Alex, um, you mentioned Cody Bellinger. I, I, the guy to me that's more perplexing, and, and I haven't had a huge issue with what Dave has done because, look, whether you buy into it or not, it's their process, right? They're going to stick to their process because it got them to Game 7 of the World Series last year, and they feel like that's the way that they're they're best suited to play baseball. Fine. You, you know, you can't argue with people in, the, in when they're entrenched like that. The one thing I would particularly nitpick about uh, is Max Muncy. Because Max Muncy, look, he's been a huge surprise this year, I get it. But this is a guy that 
he he hasn't struggled very much against lefties. He's actually been pretty good. So I understand wanting to go with the all right-handed lineup in those situations and and have guys uh, you know like Chris Sale knock him out of the game early or et cetera et cetera. Um, but a guy like Muncie has proven that he can be a guy who can contribute regardless of who's on the mound. That's the guy that I I'm most surprised hasn't been in the lineup even more so than Bellinger. How do you feel about Muncie? Yeah, look, if you have a guy that has 35 home runs on the bench that's been great all year, he was really good against lefties the first three months, you've got to go with your horses, right? I mean, that's, that's what got, got you here. And look, at the end of the day, if, if you tell me the Dodgers, this is their way, they've won three out of five years, they're like the Patriots, I say, George, you know what? You know, I bow down to that. But if you keep coming up to the World Series and you have the third highest payroll in baseball and you continue to come up short, I think – you know, Dodger fans would love to get another championship. It's been, you know, since 1988. So it is what it is. I think I think you're right. That is the process. But I have a problem with both because Bellinger is a two-way player and he can change the game defensively as well as he did late in the series against the Brewers. Alex Rodriguez with us here. Of course, make sure you catch him uh, in the pre and the post game on Fox Sports with uh, Big Poppy, Kevin Burkhart, and the Big Hurt, Frank Thomas. Um, Walker Buehler takes the mound for the Dodgers in Game 3. What are your thoughts on what the youngster has been able to provide for them? I'm sorry, Jordan. I lost you just a little bit. Walker Buehler, what are your thoughts on the way he's performed? Yeah. <clears throat> I think he, he's phenomenal. I think he's the right guy. I think he's the guy that has the best stuff in that staff. I mean, he reminds me of four people. Um, you know, he's got a Mariano Rivera cutter. He's got a Kevin Brown sinker. He can throw up top like Kurt Schilling. And he's got an overhand curveball like Dwight Gooden. Uh, he is a complete package. He's 24 years old. And he has shown some grit and toughness here. So I, I'm I'm very optimistic that he's going to come out and, and pitch well in game three. Is he the ace moving forward here? Like, like you know, forget about right now, but just moving forward for this organization. Uh, I know Clayton Kershaw has the pedigree, but he clearly doesn't seem to be the, the same guy anymore. He's more of a nibbler than a guy who is, is throwing gas at you. Is Walker Buehler their future ace? I mean, if he is, that's good news for the Dodgers. I mean, he has the stuff of a, of a legitimate number one guy. He seems like he has the makeup. He wants to compete. He's a good athlete. Most number one guys are usually really good athletes. Um, they feel the positions. They can bunt. They can put the ball in play. And they can go deep into games. Um, look, the bottom line is, George, you, you're going to need starters to get you into the fifth. I mean, to the sixth and seventh and eighth. Yeah, I would say sixth and seventh. I mean, the days of the eighth, I think, are gone now. But, you know, Rio can't get you to the fifth inning. You, you end up losing the game. That's... If the Dodgers want to get back in the series, they're going to have to start with starting pitching and some length. Yeah, listen, I'm with you. That's the part uh, of all of this that's stunning to me. Um, there have been 58 starting, or oh, 60 now, starting pitchers in this postseason. And I believe there's only seven that have gone more than six, and only one that's gone more than seven, and that's Clayton Kershaw uh, when, in the first round of the postseason. But uh, speaking of Kershaw, I'm going to ask you to put your GM hat on, Alex, a little bit here. Um if he opts out and you're the Dodgers, what do you do? Look, any, I, I would love to have playing Kershaw back. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, he's been the face of the franchise. I'm not previewed to the economics, to the revenues, to how, how they value. Uh, you know, the Dodgers are like a hedge fund company now. They, they, yeah. you know, <laughs> they, they have different metrics for everything, right? So I do know that I'm a big fan of playing Kershaw. I think he's had a great career. You know, it's interesting. Coming into this series, George, you had uh, 
you know, the two lefties with their legacy at stake. One was Clayton Kershaw, the other is David Price. But David Price looks like he's had uh, his worst price behind him. Yeah, yeah, no question. His last two starts have been phenomenal. Um, are we oversimplifying all of this or, or overcomplicating things maybe and just looking at a Boston Red Sox team that could end up being the team that wins the third most, uh, has the third most wins in the history of the sport by the end of this and they're just a better team? Are like, we overcomplicating all of this? I think when it's all said and done, that could be the most simple answer. Um, the question that you always have to ask yourself is, are you giving yourself the best shot? And if your best shot includes, uh, you know, benching your MVP uh, in Bellinger and benching Monty, then, again, you have a different appraisal, different lens uh, than, than I do or perhaps that you do. But uh, I believe just go out there with your best, give you your best effort, do not beat yourself. And at the end of the day, if you can't get it done, you can't get it done. Alex, uh, all right, I got to ask you about Poppy here. All right, wh- what is the pregame meal for Big Poppy? Because I saw the video the other day. He had some uh, rabo encendido. Uh, he had some avocado. I saw some other stuff in there. What's going on there with Poppy pregame meal? I mean, I, 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 <laughs> the left side of, of, of our cast is, is it's like our, uh, they can eat. But I'll tell you, Big Poppy, he has this huge mountain of rice, beans, arroz con habichuela. He has chicken, <laughs> platano maduros. He put on a clinic uh, in Boston. Well, he's been running all around, you know, Boston like a mayor. But he certainly ate and got really ready for the pregame yesterday. He was on point. Yeah, yeah. I saw the stuff on the video. It was hilarious. Uh, and, and, look, on the way out, uh, you know, you, as you said, you know both guys really well. Uh, but I know you and Alex Cora particularly have a, a particular bond. Uh, were there any, uh, you know, was there any lamenting the way the uh, – Hurricane season has gone, considering uh, your attachment to both uh, both of yours attachment to that particular squad on football. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously we're, we're both Hurricanes. We all love the Canes. We're hoping that <clears throat> with the new stadium and like the new renovation, that there's a new energy that comes. Uh, I thought we almost had it last year with the chain, the turnover chain. But I'm hopeful here that in the next, you know, three to five years, we can get back to um, where we're a top ten team again consistently. Maybe you send Poppy out there to uh, do a little pregame speech or something, and give uh, you know the guys the pregame meal speech or something. He can uh, he can fire the guys up out there. But hey, Alex, thank you so much, man, for the time. Always appreciate you making time for me, brother. Thanks again. Oh, okay, guys, thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. Take care. Alex Rodriguez there with us. Of course, check out his work on Fox Sports here during the postseason, in the pregame, in the postgame, and then uh, of course during the regular season on Sunday Night Baseball with ESPN. He's a pretty diehard college football guy, so I want. Uh, They told me to make sure to sneak in a college football conversation there with them.